Welcome back to another episode of SDVC Podcast. Today we have special guests, and I know every time we have guests, we say they're special guests, but this time it's really, really cool because uh, they're not just on our staff or anything like that, but all three of these people are from our church family. And uh, we're going to talk about pickleball ministry at our church and pickleball in general, which is a really fun sport. We'll get into that. But we have uh, Dave Sarby, who's a committee member of our pickleball ministry team. Dave, thanks for being here. Okay, thank you for the invite. Yeah, and uh, we have Mario Mercopoulos, who is an avid pickleballer, but also an athlete in general. He loves sports with his wife as well, actually. And um, uh, you, you're also a part of the committee, right? Member of the committee? Thank you, uh, Paul. That's correct. <laughs> That's correct that you're an athlete, right? <laughs> oh, uh, to all the above. <laughs> I'm competitive. I've played against Mario before uh, tennis, and he's definitely competitive. And we have uh, Don Tuck, um, who's actually the president of the Delta Pickleball Association and also helping out with our pickleball ministry as well. Thanks for being here. Pleasure to be here. Yeah. Um, so I've asked all three of you guys to kind of be here because you're involved with the pickleball ministry at our church, but also in the community, right? Uh, I heard, Dave, we just found out earlier that you're also a part of the Delta Pickleball Association. Yeah, I'm one of the directors along with Don. Uh, there's about 10 of us. And uh, this year I'm going to be uh, acting as the school liaison. So oh, wow. going into the elementary schools in Delta and um, uh, doing workshops. We've done workshops with the teachers before. Yeah, you did it with um, my wife's class. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, uh, yeah. Holly Elementary. Yeah, yeah. Lander. Yeah, yeah, no, that's fantastic. So, you know, these guys aren't just involved in pickleball at our church. They're also involved in the community, both enjoying the sport, but also providing some leadership and and guidance to the growing sport that we find. Um, before we go any further, I think we should explain what pickleball is. I know it's become really popular, but some people still might not know. It's To be honest, the name sounds a little silly at first, I think. Uh, so maybe there's some explanation here. I, I went to, um, I, I was at uh, Sports Check the other day, and it didn't even have a pickleball section, but then the staff were kind of arguing where they should put all the pickleball rackets in, which section, because they didn't paddles, have a label. Paul, paddles. <laughs> they, they were arguing between baseball and tennis because tennis made more sense to them, and yet baseball had a more prominent uh, um, place in that particular store. And the thing was, it was so popular, and everyone kept asking for these rackets. Paddles, that... Paul. Paddles. <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry. I, see, I've only played it twice. So, But yeah, these paddles, they, they were really hoping to... Um, promote these new products and yet they don't even have new signage yet in their stores but they're like we got to get this on the shelves right now so clearly it's a growing sport but one of you can can you explain what this sport is what it's like uh pickleball is uh resembles a miniature version of tennis the court is about one third smaller uh, you've got lines on like you would on a tennis court you have a net going across the middle um you use a wooden or graphite paddle, not a racket. That <laughs> distinguishes you from a tennis player because they always use rackets. Pickleball yes. players use paddles. And you use a um, plastic perforated ball like a wiffle ball. Mm -hmm. Takes about five minutes to learn how to play. And then uh, you play. It's a very easy game to pick up and learn. Uh, and it's a lot of fun. It's especially um, useful for people Dave and my age, not Mario, because he's very young, but um, 
Dave and I find as we transition from tennis to pickleball, it's a lot easier on the body. Mm, I will. I would definitely agree with that. I had a shoulder injury a few years ago. Actually, Mary knows about this because I couldn't really play tennis since then, especially the serving motion was very hard on my shoulder. And I played pickleball twice now. Um, and actually, it wasn't bad at all on my shoulder. No, so, yeah, you, you serve underhand in pickleball rather mm -hmm. than overhand. The name pickleball is, um, is it's a silly name. Everybody agrees on that. It's very silly, and we're not sure of the origin. There's different myths on how the name came about. It was somewhere around 1965 in Washington State mm. where the game was invented, and uh, there's various stories about how it came to be called pickleball. But uh, uh, it's been growing since 1965. Yeah, and I feel like, last, I don't know, five years, it's been rapidly growing, it's not a, just it's here. The, it's the fastest growing sport in North America, yeah. um, far outstripping any other sport. And uh, there's a great demand now for courts and places yeah. to play because yeah. uh, people are transitioning from tennis to pickleball. And once you play it, you, you you love it. I mean, it's it's a great sport. It is a great sport. It's fun. I believe um, uh, resorts in Hawaii and Florida they're they're tearing apart their tennis courts and putting in pickleball courts apparently, um, and it's definitely growing. I when I prayed for our mayor here in Delta um, last time, not this election, but uh, I guess that would have been was it four years ago? Two thousand eighteen. Um, yeah. Yeah. They they asked me to pray for uh, the inaugural meeting, uh, the council and the newly elected mayor at the time. And uh, one of the first things he said, one of the kind of um, speeches he gave at this inaugural meeting was to commit to putting more pickleball courts in Delta. Yeah, and he did. Yeah. He followed oh, yeah. through. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so it's clearly a big deal when the mayor's first speech uh, that he only had like 10 minutes for included <laughs> a promise to make more pickleball courts in the area. Yeah. Well, yeah. we're so fortunate in Delta because we've got courts in North Delta, Tawasin and Ladner. It's great. Yeah. And the next step for pickleball um, is for it to become an Olympic sport. Oh, wow. We're very, very close. Not this coming uh, Olympics, but the next Summer Olympics. Um, if we get a few more countries on board, it will, be, it will qualify as oh, an wow. Olympic sport. So Canada could send a team to wherever that the games are being held. So the three of you are going? Is that what's happening? <laughs> <laughs> Seniors. <laughs> Masters group, maybe I think it, is what they call perhaps, it. <laughs> maybe it's mascots, but uh, not players. No, I, I actually saw some tennis players, active tennis players, like on the tour, ATP tour, play pickleball. There's some YouTube footage of it, and it is intense. Obviously, those guys are quite good. <laughs> um, but I think it's a really fun sport. And like you said, Don, it is also an easy sport to pick up, I think, for many mm -hmm. people very accessible to all ages, young and old. And I find uh, even at our um, townhouse complex, we just had a, uh, I wasn't there, but we had a, a pickleball tournament just in the driveway of our yeah. townhouse complex. And it was super fun and I wasn't able to go, but I saw all the social media posts and stuff. So clearly our community is enjoying it as well. Well, to give you an idea of the growth, uh, in 2017, we started off our association uh, with 20 members. And as of um, last month, uh, we had 688 oh, members, wow. <laughs> uh, paid, paid members. And it's the same in virtually all the communities across the Lower Mainland. They're all wow. showing exponential growth. Wow. 
people want to play. Yeah, I, I grew up with uh, hockey nets on the street, street hockey. And remember when the cars would come into the street, yeah. it would say, car. I just noticed that our townhouse complex the other day, they were playing pickleball and then car came up. They're like, car. I'm like, oh, this is so different. <laughs> but it is definitely taking over our community. Um, Mario, you, you play tennis. Uh, I played with you and, and your wife too. And um, you love tennis, I think still. But um, what? How did you start playing pickleball? What was your entry well, into the game? Well, we uh, <clears throat> first. Of all, I want to back up. Correct me if I'm wrong, Don. But um, was not the guy who started playing pickleball was not his dog called Pickle? That's one of the oh, myths. Okay. Uh, one of the stories is uh, they trying to figure out what what ball they wanted to use for this new game, and uh, and there was a perforated ball there, and one of the kids said, "Well, that's Pickle's ball." And they used it, and that's allegedly one of the stories. Well, it's a very warm, fuzzy story. Yeah, so the story that I heard was the name of the dog that chased the ball when it went off the court. The dog's name was Pickles. Yeah. And bring the ball back so they wouldn't have to run the ball Look down. at that. Different origin stories. Yeah. Yeah. But, but canine and Pickle go together. Yes, always. <laughs> so uh, I think uh, I was thinking about that, uh, how it started. And I think, Dave, we were playing... Uh, Badminton at the church here. Yes, I and we weren't that. getting a consistent amount of people coming out. We were getting, you know, numbers of four to eight, maybe mm-hmm. ten people coming out, mm-hmm. and it wasn't uh, very, uh, you know, encouraging. Yeah. So, uh, Dave, I think it was you, Dave. You suggested we play pickleball only because Don had been bugging me. <laughs> oh, I didn't know that. Oh, I did not know that. He told me that you weren't getting the numbers out, and I said, "Well, why don't you try pickleball?" And then uh, he said, "What's that?" And oh. so. We yeah. uh, we had an introductory session for the church, and we introduced uh, people to pickleball. Yeah, and, and that was probably December 2015, 15, I think. Yeah. And then in January, we started up with, well, we only had eight people when you taught us in yeah. December. And then we started up in January, and by the next year, September, we were already organizing as a committee, and we had multiple sessions, multiple nights. It just had grown. It just exploded. Yeah, like yeah. I think before COVID, we had well over 100 people on a regular basis. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. right. Yeah. Well, you know, it was, I, I want to thank you, Don, to the horse's mouth here, instead of going <laughs> through Dave, but I thought it was Dave who brought the change about, because it was really um, a complete turnaround from what we were doing and to what started happening. It was like, it was crazy. The, the community just started inundating the gym yeah and i thought wow this is so cool how many people are interested in playing this game and because i think as well and i don't know if i might be wrong but i think it was it was very it's a very social game oh yeah yeah. and people get to know people and it's uh it's really encouraging to watch them uh communicate with each other who used to be strangers a few months ago and now they're like friends and now you know somebody's ailing or hurt or someone has a need it's really cool to see the camaraderie online yeah. in this uh, in this activity you know in Tawasson here and, and I see it also in Ladner sometimes so it's kind of cool yeah it, I think sports in general does that but pickleball seems to be very good at making a community out of it yeah. and I think it's 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 funny because to me um, our gym obviously we offer it to the community we've done you know things like floor hockey badminton like you say by the way I feel like maybe badminton people weren't coming because you were just beating them so much no <laughs> no, 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 no 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 but I, I really feel that it's become a real glue for yeah, the community absolutely. and I and if you say that there's 600 people or plus uh, Don in the community I see it out there when I go out there to play I see the community mm-hmm. uh, 
the hellos, the highs, the what you're doing, the, you know, oh, I'm heading south or whatever. There's real mm -hmm. uh, transparency and there's real sense of community. Uh, people we would have never met before, right? Yeah. I think it's I think it's very cool. You know, and I do think like Don, Dave, and all of you guys in general and other people who are on the Pickleball team uh, who helped out, I think, uh, you know, we're th thanks to you guys bringing your own passions and interests into it, it became a great serving opportunity for mm -hmm. our church to serve yeah. uh, by opening up our facilities, but also organizing tournaments and events and fun um, and healthy ways to engage in the sport in our gym. Because um, like, like you said, we've always done this with other sports like floor hockey, but um, to understand that this is what our community has been looking for, more pickleball courts. And we, we were one of the early adopters yeah. of in our city before even Mayor Harvey promised more yeah. courts, we were already offering our courts for it. Um, so I think it, these are always great to listen to the community and to respond by saying, okay, we feel like we can fill this need. And it's also fun for us. It's not like we're doing it very begrudgingly or anything. Um, we're enjoying it, but also we get to bring other people to enjoy it with us in a very healthy way. And I want to talk about how our ministry also encourages um, sharing and giving back to the community because I believe you guys collect a small fee and then use some of those to um, bless the community, right? Right. So we, we charge $3 a session that people come to. And so $1 of that three goes towards the equipment, the balls and the nets and all that kind of stuff. And then the, the other $2 is set aside and we give to local charities. So um, it, it turned out to be quite a bit of money in the end, but uh, we've given to uh, Wings, which is a women's shelter yeah. that's got uh, homes in Delta. Uh, we've done Delta Assist, um, a lot of the um, youth charities and things of that yeah. nature. So there's been a, a, quite a variety of um, charities we've contributed to. And uh, Mario and Wayne, are. do you want to talk about what we're sort of anticipating in the next coming year? Have you got some charities that are... Yeah, they were, we, 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 we've been talking about, and we have in the past, contributed to the food bank in yes. Delta. And um, that seems to be a, uh, a constant Mm -hmm. In my opinion, because it's uh, very, uh, ha it's very, it's, you know, it's very front and center yep. uh, right now, especially with what's happening with inflation yes. and food pricing. Yeah. So yeah, um, but I think that uh, it is a impactful, uh, you know. And then every year uh, around probably December, we have a food drive. And um, the, the people that are coming are extremely generous. And mm -hmm. so we, we have boxes and boxes. Now, I think last year we didn't do it because we had COVID. But, mm -hmm. uh, you know, prior to COVID, uh, it, it was tons of stuff that we could take to the, yeah. the food bank and that. I think it's cool that um, you're leveraging uh, people having a good time and they would love to pay that to just go to a gym and play drop-in sports anyway. And yet uh, such a big portion of that, two-thirds of that, goes to blessing other local charities that are doing great work. Well, we just started up three weeks ago, right? Mm -hmm. And um, so we and we had the money that we collected. And uh, our treasurer was telling us the other night that we have collected far more than the number of people that could possibly have come. Uh, so people are putting in more, more yeah. as, and maybe it's because they know it's a charity, I don't yeah. know, but yeah. uh, so it's been very, very generous. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's always a good idea. Like um, w I remember years ago, there was a charity called, I think, Wine to Water. Um, it's a play on words on the Bible story of water mm. to wine, but um, they, they had local bars and um, pubs that would have, you know, if they offer wine on their menu, they would actually um, charge a couple of dollars more per glass, and then it would go to charities, um, mm -hmm. to dig wells in Africa, um, to offer clean water in areas where they can't do that right now. And that was a huge successful uh, nonprofit organization. So when people go and they're gonna have a good time and they go, oh, 
I can have a good time and make a difference in the world. So pickleball seems to be like, oh, I'm going to enjoy a healthy lifestyle with great people, uh, generous people, and and yet we together as a group can make a real difference in our own local community. Um, I just think it's a great idea. And for our church, um, this isn't a type of ministry where we're trying to just promote our church events and get them to come and sit in our pews, which we ultimately do want people to come to hear the gospel message. And obviously that's a huge goal of ours, but we're also here to bless our community and uh, welcome them into our building and say, hey, you're welcome here. And and pickleball um, is a non-threatening way to introduce people to church. Mm -hmm. A lot of the people that we deal with at at our sessions don't go to church, any church, Mm -hmm. and and, um, probably wouldn't go to church, but this is a non-threatening way to introduce them to a church environment, and uh, and uh, through God's grace, uh, maybe they'll come and and attend. Yeah. And that was one of the the, uh, the goals that we yeah. had as a ministry was mm-hmm. to like so many people drive by the street here and they see the big church, but they don't come in or they don't know what it's about. And just getting them into the building, into the gym, just breaks down some of those barriers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know, there's a number of events that the church puts on that are not only church events but community events. Yes. And so it yeah. just sort of helps that uh, yeah. making yeah. them more comfortable coming yeah. in. Building and relationships with the yeah. community, helping yeah. them to see that. Hopefully, they'll see that. Hey, we're not just crazy people that we're normal people <laughs> part of the community we care we care about our city um and and we want to bring good to our city and those are some of the things that i think most people in our city would respect and love anyway and, and playing sports together is so fun oh, yes. uh, hobbies are fun and you guys all obviously play on a regular basis both within our church walls but also outside of our church i'm sure you guys have other courts and other um, um people that you play with as well but i just wanted to ask you guys like h- how do you feel about using a hobby like this to kind of make it an expression of um, what we call at our church missional living, living for Christ in a very authentic way. Like, how is that helpful? Well, there's always stories come out when you're, you know, interacting with other people, socializing, playing pickleball. I was going to bring up a point here that pickleball is uh, people friendly mm-hmm. because you don't have to be an athlete mm-hmm. to play this game. Mm-hmm. You can. Uh, Initially, when we started playing in the gym, um, pretty much the people that were athletic were pretty much winning. But over the period of the last five, six years, uh, people who've been playing consistently Uh have developed skills. And even though they're probably didn't, you know, were not in an athletic or family or bent Mm -hmm. in life, Mm -hmm. but because they like pickleball and they have the skills now, the improvement has been dramatic. And I've seen that in so many people and it's been shocking when you haven't seen him because this COVID thing kind of, you know, we, yeah. it separated us for quite a while there. And people would just show up and uh, they weren't allowed to play doubles. They only could play singles. And so they developed skills over that period of time. Mm-hmm. And then when we started playing doubles again, I was really going, man, that girl, she has, or that guy, they have improved dramatically yeah. uh, with their control of the paddle and control of the ball. And I, would, I was actually blown away mm-hmm. at, at these skills that these people through consistent play have developed and now you're seeing that you know people are showing up and you you could say look you know what don't worry about it you you know you're not uh, good right now but just play contest consistently play and you know you'll be like that girl over there or that guy over there and I, and I say those people they weren't very good when they showed up and now look at them they're mm-hmm. like you know 3.5 players or better mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it's just because it's you don't have to be an athlete to play this game mm-hmm. and that's the beauty of this thing right mm-hmm. so. and that's the other thing we tried to make sure that people weren't going to be intimidated 
mm-hmm. when they started playing. So we have um, three different levels of pickleball, like from a beginner novice, and then we have a novice intermediate and intermediate advanced. So when they're starting to learn, beginner novice is perfect for them. So they're playing with other people that are just beginning to learn and, and they develop their friendships in mm-hmm. that group. And then when their skills develop further, if they want, they can move into the next level and then you'll be playing with players that are perhaps a little bit more skilled and mm-hmm. then you develop your skills. So it, it works out very well. Yeah, like so for me, if I were to start to show up, I would start at the novice level and hopefully move up. Oh, I've seen you. You're very competitive, Paul. (laughs) (laughs) You you might move up in the same session, Paul. (laughs) No, but um, because I played tennis, I did find it was a lot more comfortable to... You know, hold the racket, the grip, and everything just came more naturally. Paddle, Paul. Sorry, Paddle. sorry. I'm so used to tennis. <laughs> I'll get well, used to it. And play. Don, you mentioned yeah. tennis, but also if you've been playing badminton before, there's yes. elements of badminton yeah. and ping Rock pong. Rock yes. Isn't yes. the world's number yeah. one uh, men's player uh, um, from a ping pong background, yeah. table tennis oh, background? Oh, yes. That yeah. would make sense. Because they also use rig. paddles. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, the skills, the skills that you uh, acquire playing tennis are completely transferable yeah. To pickleball, yeah. and now uh, I've just made started to make the transition from tennis to singles, full court pickleball. Nice. And uh, me and a group of people are playing great, like Lauren Kwiatkowski. Yeah, yeah. Maybe I'm maybe I'm not allowed to mention his name, but anyways, <laughs> name drop. <laughs> but anyways, there's a group of us now playing yeah. singles, yeah. and I thoroughly enjoy it. Yeah. And I don't walk off the court after an hour in aches and pains. Yeah. I feel much more uh, able to yeah. continue to play the next day or yeah. whatever. No, it is really fun. I I, I did the couple times. I did play i found that top spin slice mm-hmm. um it, it wasn't difficult for me to apply even if it was my first time playing mm-hmm. um but yeah i look forward to being on the court i really do because um you know as you guys know i have a couple young kids in our family <laughs> oh, <but yes. laughs> once i find some rhythm and and time to get out there to play i would really like to um not only because i want to live a healthy lifestyle but also i do want to build more friendships and community um in our city as well and and going back to my original question, um, using um, hobbies like this to express our missional living and authentically. I, I think yeah, you mentioned missional living. I think it begins um, with forming relationships with mm-hmm. people on the court, mm-hmm. uh, friendships, and um, and the way we behave out on the court, um, our etiquette, our our, um, our our way we deal with uh, other players. Uh, I think that's all part of. Um, Missional living is 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 forming friendships and and anytime you want I think anytime you want to share Christ with somebody it starts with a relationship you have to form a relationship and let them see you as authentic and then you can proceed from there and I think a pickleball helps with that yeah I agree I've I've always said you you don't have the right to speak into someone's life unless you've also listened. Yeah. Um, and that's how relationships are built. Yes. Right? It's never a one-way street. Yes. Um, so I think pickleball naturally gives us, like you say, there are breaks in between. Um, there are moments at the net where, you know, I, I find the sport to be very um, high on sportsmanship. Yes. Um, or it, I, I just think Etiquette. it's a, yeah, it's, it's a very, very um, healthy kind of a sport to engage in. Well, we, we have a uh, Delta Pickleball Association has a code of conduct and rules of etiquette that uh, when you join the club, uh, you have to sign that you are going to agree and go by the code of conduct and our rules of etiquette. And they're they're very um, specific and and geared toward uh, inclusivity. Yes. Mm-hmm. Which is what we want to mm-hmm. do is not exclude people or isolate people, but include them. Yeah, as a um, I find that it's a great exercise in um, 
biting your tongue uh, as a Christian <laughs> yes. to, you know, to ensure that, you know, your priority is to build relationships because when, you, when you're competitive uh, yes. and you, you, you know, you, things sometimes happen when you're competitive, right? Yeah. Things get excitable and you learn to really uh, accept the result and bite your tongue yes. and remember that our, uh, our main goal is to uh, be a witness here. Yeah. And no matter what happens, you know, just to bite your tongue and say, okay, whatever, and move on yeah. and ensure that uh, we have open doors to uh, transparency so we can talk to people. Yeah. Uh, so that, that's a, it's a great uh, way to learn control. Yeah, it's a, yeah and and it's a good way to put it because self-control is is explicitly talked about in the bible right that mm -hmm. christ followers shall um ex exhibit self-control meekness humility mm -hmm. and i think um i grew up playing basketball as you guys know and mario i know you did too mm -hmm. um and that that basketball had a culture i think it still does to a certain extent of trash talking oh yeah right when you're playing on the streets <laughs> there's, there's that culture i grew up with that so i remember um playing basketball at uh, in our gym in the church um it was like a pickup game and uh, I rejected someone, which that doesn't normally happen. I'm not the tallest guy. So when I reject someone, I'm like, oh, I feel great. So I was like, oh, yeah. And I, I got to the trash talking mode and I had to catch myself. I'm like, wait, this isn't a part of um, who I want to be. Right. I, right. I want to be a encouraging person in general, not just off the court, but everywhere I go. Um, I wish we had a camera just as a few moments ago <laughs> on Dave's face as you said that. <laughs> yeah, Mary and I, we enjoy trash talking one another. And Brenda, Mario's wife, will not, she does not, not engage at all. No, she does not <laughs> engage. But our trash talk is not demeaning. It's just sort yes, of it's fun. It's just fun. I think fun oh, trash yeah, talking yeah. is great. And, yeah. and that's part of the building relationships. It's too, all right? about yeah. uplifting your opponent. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure. Um, I mean, there's other hobbies as well, but like in, in pickleball specific situations, especially to our, our ministry, do you find that um, when we when we do events like well, we'll talk about the events that we used to do, like um, you used to do tournaments where we would also offer food and then there would be like a more explicit sharing of the gospel and an invitation. Um, but you've also tried uh, newsletters and Yep. Can you explain so, some of that? Well, uh, we do. We, we send out a newsletter each month uh, when we were during the playing season in that. And uh, in the newsletter uh, is sort of some general comments. And then we always made uh, reference to some of the events happening in the church. So especially around Christmas and Easter, mm -hmm. uh, events were happening in that. Um, we are going to start uh, maybe advertising a bit more to about uh, other events that are held in the church mm -hmm. um, that maybe are more community events as well. Yeah. But having access to that um, and sometimes we'd have links uh, in the past when we did online uh, it, people had to go through the church website yes. to get to the sign up yeah. and I'm sure there was a lot of incidental searching when yeah. that happened and that was I think uh, really good uh, now we're using another um, sort of app yeah. that uh, isn't involved going to the church yeah. website. But by the same token, the newsletter is going out every month, and we're going to have links to that to church events and yeah. things of that nature. The other thing that we did uh, last year, we had a, a member uh, in our pickleball committee, and uh, they donated some books. And so one mm -hmm. of the books that we had was the, the Jesus book. Mm -hmm. And then we just gave it out as a free for people. We didn't, we just asked people to take a copy if they yeah. wanted. And uh, I think they all went. And then um, we also got a second book from Tim Keller called The Reasons for God. Yeah, I love that book. Yeah. yeah. And that was a little more, um, I don't know if it's uh, 
theological or thinking, but, yeah. you know, and also we handed those out. So, yeah. and we're looking for other books that we can hand yeah. out as part of our ministry. Yeah, I think it's cool that, um, you know, we're we're not forceful. We're not asking, no. and it's not like a condition of playing pickleball here. You don't need to take a book to play. No. Um, no. We just offer it because we're just being authentic. This is who we are. We yeah. believe this is a great thing for you to pick up. And if you agree with that, take, take one, right? Yeah. Um, kudos to your team, though. The, the Pickleball Ministries um, newsletters are excellent. Uh, I find the content is great. It's very accessible and easy to, um, you know, just open it up on your phone and read. Um, there's cool content there. I've noticed that there's like, um, it's not just about promoting our events. It's actually a resource for pickleball players. It talks about um, um, like there's lessons involved and there's, um, if you're interested in pickleball at all, these newsletters would actually be a meaningful uh, thing that you read. And I think... That's always good because as people, we want to offer value rather than just say, hey, come to our events, come to our things. I think giving them something of value is always important to us. Um, I also think um, our church has been emphasizing radical hospitality and meaningful connections. Um, sometimes people go, well, I don't have a house or a home setting that's conducive to this. Like, I still live with my parents and it's awkward for me to bring my friends or my people to my parents' house for them to uh, be hospitable. Like, I've heard some young adults talk like that. Um, and then I've heard some people go, well, hey, actually, I don't do this at home as much, but I do it on the golf course. I do it on the pickleball court. Right? That's where I invite people into my life and, and become hospitable to them and have meaningful connections. And I think pickleball court it could be one uh, opportunity mm -hmm. for us to practice radical hospitality and yep. meaningful connections. Definitely. Mm -hmm. And I think too, like that's for anybody that comes out, but also for the hosts. Mm -hmm. uh, we have a ho we have one or two hosts at every session, and they're the ones that are welcoming new players. And uh, you know, there's oftentimes for a new player coming into a situation where other people have been playing for a while, mm -hmm. it's a little intimidating. So mm -hmm. making them feel welcome is very important uh, from our standpoint. And we find that most of the people that come out, they're, they're going to be friendly with new people coming out. You know, it's like as Mario said, it's a very social sport. Yeah. And, and on that point, um, if people are listening to this and they go like, you know what, they've convinced me. I want to try this out. I've never played before. Or if they've already played, but they want to actually help. They didn't know that there was a ministry here around the sport. Um, how could they get involved if they want to either play at our church or if they want to actually serve as a volunteer on the team? Well, first off, if, if they want to play, they want to learn the game. We offer lessons for beginners every Monday and Wednesday at 4.30. They do have to register for that because uh, we limit it to four people each time. But like since we started three weeks ago, that session's been full. So, mm -hmm. you know, that's 20 plus people that have yeah. already started up this year. Uh, so that's one way. And then once they start coming out, um, we we need hosts. Mm -hmm. And uh, if we do start offering more sessions, we're going to need a lot more hosts. And it's mm -hmm. it's nice if we, we right now we have a number of hosts that are from the church, but we also have some hosts from the, the community mm -hmm. as well. Mm -hmm. And that would be a, a good way of uh, getting involved. But yeah. anybody coming out would be a, a contributor. Yeah. And, uh, you know, this is all information related to the time of the recording of this episode. So if you're listening to this maybe a year later, you might mm -hmm. want to check our website to make sure these times are still the same times so for these um, uh, sessions. So if you're wondering how can I get um, uh, playing time at, at the courts at SDBC, then please check our website and sign up for that newsletter too. It's a great resource for you to keep up to date on uh, if there's any cancellations for any reasons that we can't open up the court for that day. It's just nice to be able to follow that newsletter. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Um, one, one final question before we close here today though. Um, 
noise complaints. I heard it's a thing. <laughs> <laughs> I had to bring this up because uh, I live in a townhouse complex where I go. And this is kind of what Mario said about uh, bite my tongue moment, right? I realize there's a lot of young people in our townhouse area, and I want kids to grow up having fun. I can't imagine when I was a kid and I was yelling and, and playing hockey on the streets. I'm sure many neighbors were annoyed, and yet they were in support of young kids who are going to engage in healthy activities rather than you know, doing something bad, right? So I feel I need to be gracious because people who went before me were gracious to me when I was younger. Um, and at the same time, I heard this is a real thing. It's a huge thing. Um, in the last... Uh Oh, year, I guess. Um, several communities have had complaints about noise created by pickleball. The the ball and the paddle make a distinctive, and some people find annoying sound. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and so what's happened is um, they've put a provincial commission together composed of all of the uh, lower mainland parks departments. And they're going to come up with a set of guidelines about court construction and noise and and the complaints people have. And until that happens, which will be sometime in 2023, uh, there's been no new construction mm -hmm. of any new pickleball courts. There's no been no refurbishing of, of any old tennis courts. All that's ground to a halt until this commission comes forward. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. we have a great demand for more courts. And we and spaces uh, for pickleball to play, but at the moment we're we're yeah. we're in limbo. I heard uh, it's especially an interesting issue on resorts in Hawaii, specifically because um, I've had some friends who enjoy pickleball here that went over there and they were happy to find pickleball courts. And yet, if you're not a pickleballer, <laughs> then they go, "Wait, I paid a lot of money to be at this resort to relax." Yes. <laughs> and here, here's the sound. So I, I guess there's, you know, growing pains, oh, yes. things to learn, things to work through, as any league or any um, organization has to go through. But um, it, all in all, I do think um, promoting something that is a healthy lifestyle is good, yes. uh, especially to kid um, to kids that are younger. And I do think this will actually catch on, not to. You know, I know right now people transitioning out of tennis into pickleball has been a popular uh, thing, but I do think younger children and younger kids also love the game because it's just fun. It's straight up fun. That's right? where that's where Dave comes in with his schools ministry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and to be honest, I think it is always nice. I'm, I'm sure at the time of recording this episode, um, you know, um, on Halloween there was uh, you know negative news around some kids at, at schools that were doing, uh, using firecrackers to um, throw at you know first responders and things like that. So that's not a good look. And you know, I, I've always said we need to offer healthy alternatives for our young people. Even during COVID, I remember. Unfortunately, a lot of young adults took a lot of negative, you know, criticism because they weren't keeping the guidelines and they weren't staying home. But, you know, by nature, younger people are supposed to be social and also they, they are meant to be a little bit less mature. Mm -hmm. Like that is the definition of the word mature. Yeah. They're, they're supposed to grow through things. Um, so I want to give our, our young people an opportunity to have healthy lifestyles and also our seniors because this is a very accessible sport on both ends of this spectrum of age. Yeah. So... I think it's good that we offer it as a church um, because obviously there's no noise complaint issues no. at our church. <laughs> um, and, and I hope that you guys creatively and, and the province, the city, uh, find ways to continue to promote this in a way that doesn't disturb too many neighbors and things like that. 
Um, but I think all in all, uh, whether it be pickleball or any other healthy hobby that you have, whether it's in the arts and music or whether it's in you know food and whether it's in sports like this, um, if you're listening and uh, try to leverage what you already love and are passionate about and just be authentically you, um, which includes being a Christ follower. Mm-hmm. Um, I always found that a lot of Christians uh, think that they have to hide that. And if my, if, if my friends don't accept me because I'm a Christian, what could I do? Um, and yet we're usually way more gracious to other people. We will accept other people, whether they have the same religion or the race or gender, or we'll accept them and be friends with them and love them and, and respect them. So I don't think it's much for us to ask our friends and our colleagues and our people to accept that we're a Christ follower mm-hmm. and this is who authentically uh, we are. Yes. And, and so I've asked friends on tennis courts, um, can I pray for you? Because oftentimes at the end of the games or in between, they would talk and all of a sudden they'll say some things about their own struggles. And they know I'm a Christian. They know I'm a pastor. So I would just ask, um, do you mind if I pray for you? In fact, it happened this week. I was teaching ELL. Um, and it's not a Christian kind of ministry per se. We don't have like Christian content. I'm just teaching English, giving them a life skill they need to live here in Canada. And they asked, um, they, they shared with me some things that they were going through. And I asked, can I pray for that? And, and they were very happy to hear that. So I think it's just me being who I am. Uh, when they ask, hey, how can you go through uh, such struggles? Well, I just say, you know what? It is a really hard challenge right now, but I believe in Christ and I believe there's hope and here's why. And it's just who I am. I don't, I don't feel and, the need to hide it. And, and you, I've never encountered anybody who's told me, no, please don't pray for me. Uh, everyone I've asked if I could pray for them, it's always yes. Yeah, I have. Once. Once. And, and you know what? That's okay. They weren't disrespectful. And I respected their request to not pray for them. And that's okay, too. Yeah. I don't need to feel insecure about it next time and say, oh, I'm never doing that again. Um, it's okay. But it, it, it must be rare. I mean, most yeah, people. Yeah, it's very rare. Mm-hmm. It's very rare. And and even so, I respected their request. Yeah. And that's, mm-hmm. that's that. It's not actually that awkward. Um, I think once you start just making a part of who you are, it just becomes who I am. Mm-hmm. And people around me have respected me for that, whether they're Christian or not. Yeah. 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 Well, thank you for joining us for this episode. I, I hope people are, uh, were inspired and, and excited about not only this. Come out sport. for pickleball. <laughs> yes, please do. But you guys have like already, I think you were saying earlier, uh, more than 80 people a week regularly engaging. Uh, yeah, regularly coming. And then with our newsletter, we have over 350 people that are oh, registered wow. for it. So that's going out every month to 350 plus people. Yeah. 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 But uh, we, so right now our sessions, we have nine sessions uh, for players, and then we have another session for developing some skills and things yeah. like that. But going to the church website is a good idea, and they can yeah. see what's being offered and when it's being offered. Yeah, amazing opportunity to uh, love our city, serve our city. Uh, amazing opportunity to build relationships, whether new or old. Um, I think this is just a great ministry to, and um, I'm thankful for you guys. But I know that this team is actually a lot more. Like oh, I yeah. said earlier, um, the newsletter is amazing, but I know that that's. Um, um, put together by someone else on your team. And I just know that you guys actually spend so much time. Dave, you you teach. Uh, you and Mary and Brenda, you guys came out to teach our staff even when we did a staff fun mm-hmm. day. We thought, oh, let's do some exercise. Let's play pickleball. And uh, that was my first time playing pickleball. And I, we really appreciated it. It was fun. And I know you're, like you say, you're doing it at schools. You're doing it in other communities as well. But I think you guys spending so much time to um, invest in our community and serve the people of our city is just really what we're asking our Christ followers to continue to do. Um, be light and be salt and be his hope and his message embodied everywhere we go. 
Um, and if it happens to be pickleball, then may that be a mission field for you um, and live it out authentically. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thank, thank you, Paul. You. Thanks, thanks for joining Paul. us. Okay, thanks very much. Thank you, Paul. Thank you. Thank you.